Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad over time in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me as ever is the wonderful David William Rogers. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing well. Sweating in <laughs> my apartment. And you? Et toi? Et toi? I'm not that sweaty. Normally, I'm a sweaty man, uh, mm. especially with the bald head. It just runs in my eyes. It's mm, horrible. Mm, mm. But I'm, I'm, today, I'm okay. Good. You're at a medium sweat level. Medium sweat. Sweat yes. level midnight, if you will. <laughs> That's a call back to the office, which is threat level midnight. David, uh, I'm going to go on a tangent. Tell me, what film are we talking about tonight hmm. film is austin powers international man of mystery 1997 directed by jay roach and written by michael myers it was produced by demi moore and a couple other people and man this movie is one of three right it's a trilogy mm -hmm. and it is is very interesting and a lot, of, a lot of characters, and I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's one a riot. Of the better comedies. Yeah, it's a riot to watch back now because it takes place in 1997, which obviously we're 25 odd years um, past that. So mm -hmm. even things they kind of make jokes about the 60s, and uh, yeah, I mean, what is the synopsis, David? Whose turn is it? I, to be we've honest, lost track. I don't know. Why don't you, you rock with me? This one? Okay, I'm gonna do yeah. it. There is a man, he's a sex symbol, it's the 60s, he's got bad teeth, he's got red hair, everybody loves him, he's an international spy. Uh, he tries to get this guy, Dr. Evil, he's a bad man, he's a very bad man, he has a cat, he has a signature pinky move, he's, I'm Dr. Evil. And uh, he basically escapes into a cryogenically frozen situation, and Austin decides to get Ali decides to get frozen as well to fight him in the future. And so this movie takes place. It's been 30 years. He's come out of his uh, goo, out of his frozenness. And, you know, he's got to catch up. Like, what's going on? It's 1997. Things are different now. He also has to stop Dr. Evil. And he also has to deal with, you know, things have changed since the 60s. It's not, not necessarily free love anymore. So it's great, great film. As you said, it's one of three. Mike Myers plays both Dr. Evil and Austin Powers. And uh, I'm curious to know why you chose it as our movie. I chose this movie because it was definitely a favorite of mine. Like in high school, I think it's one of those movies that's really quotable. And in comedies, that is like a, a stamp for me for good comedies. If you can just sit there and quote it all day long, which I definitely know this one is. I watched it um, with my girlfriend and she's not a bigger, big fan of comedies like this. And she, you know, she says it's ridiculous, but I was just geeking out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched this uh, a while back, I think New Year's and uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. And so when you suggested it, I was like, it was very top of mind and I love it. It is mm -hmm. in the States available on HBO Max, which is where I watched it. I think if you're feeling like you need to watch three comedy movies back to back, this is not a bad option. Right? No, not at all. Yeah. Not but let, let's all. dive into it. So uh, what things really stuck out to you? I mean, again, we're, we're now 25 years past when it came out, 25, mm -hmm. almost 25. 
Um, so even the, you know, like I was sort of insinuating in the beginning, there are jokes that kind of like make fun of the sixties, but now it's funny to watch it in 2021 and be like, Oh, we're having a joke about the sixties from the nineties, but now it's 2021. Like, it's <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot sticks out to me, just all the, the detail that goes into it. And then looking into this, it's pretty interesting how they came up with it mm. because, um, this was like, he was part of a band and they were, you know, like a sixties band and his, like alter ego band member name was Austin Powers. Oh. Yeah. And then um, he was in his car with his wife at the time. And one of the songs came on that's in the movie, like Burt Baccarat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? And he started doing like some of the character of Austin Powers. And she told him like, you need to like write this down. And then he wrote the screenplay in like three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just. And is that his band in the film? Yeah, yeah. You know oh. that cut the cut to that yeah. they go to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's his that's uh, the band. Yeah. Excuse me while so. I just open this Ooh. booty sweat that I got back in Denang. Yeah. <laughs> back in Denang. That's a very quotable back film as well. Yeah. I sure. would say but this yeah, is a very quotable film. Oh yeah. 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 It's okay. uh the band is called Ming T. Mm. Yeah. Do they still perform? I don't know if they, they perform. But uh, it's interesting that this all came from that because they all had like different names. Um, The guitarist was named um, Gillian Shagwell. (laughs) The bass. They all had. Yeah, the bass is Sid Belvedere. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So, what's the first thing that really stuck out to you in terms of like our podcast? What our podcast aged really? uh, The only one main thing was like, like, could this be a thing? Is the scene when he's out. Uh, he first gets out of the cryogenic frozen, the defrost and whatever. And he's on the plane with uh, Elizabeth Hurley, Vanessa King's Kensington. Yeah. And he's like, should we shag? And then she's like, you can't really act like this anymore. Yeah. He's like, oh, I fell over, I fell over. He's kind you know, of like all, fake. Yeah. Yeah. Being a little creepy. Her. But, yeah. But then you fast forward to in the movie and she gets, they have like a kind of fun night and they go out in the town and she gets a little tipsy and she tries to, kiss him or she says Austin kissed me he's like no I can't you're drunk he's like learned he's like no I can't do yeah, it yeah he's like I'm not I'm not gonna act like this you're you're smashed and he's like and you st- you can see you know he cares about her and then he when Elizabeth tells him Vanessa um like you can't act like this anymore you can't be with uh you can't be a swinger well I mean people do still do that today but she it's was like less for commonly me, accepted yeah exactly yeah. you just can't bang anybody you want and, um, you know, he starts to realize that and he does some homework, watches some videos of what changed and he, he starts to be like, all right, I'm in a new, new time here. Definitely. When he comes out of the cryogenic freezing, he's like, so long as everybody like has multiple sex with multiple partners, unprotected with free will and, you know, <laughs> and also tries drugs in a non-judgmental environment then I'm going to be groovy, I- baby. And they're like, uh, dot, 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 this isn't, no. Yeah. That but- was funny too. Like with the capitalism, um, that Russians there. And he's like, the Cold War is over. He's like, thank God. Am I right, comrades? Yeah. He's like, we did it. And he's like, no. <laughs> like, it's capitalism. We he's won. Like, oh, great. Capitalism. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. The main thing that sort of sticks out in this film is some of the sexual innuendo and some of the, um, the yeah, the, the sex is just the, the main thing. I mean, it's like Mike Myers was like, I have all these dick jokes that I've been writing for 30 years (laughs) and I need to put them in this film. But I do think you're right. I think it's 
there's a couple times where it's a bit eyebrow raising, but then other times it's just done so tongue in cheek that it's not offensive. Um, yeah. It's just silly fun. It is silly fun. And yeah. um, I mean, these are spoofs obviously from like 007 spy yeah. movies. There's a Michael Caine movie that um, one of the characters they said Mike Myers pulled from to create Austin Powers. So, and then Michael Caine actually played his father in Goldmember. Oh my God, that's one. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, it's, I just think it's amazing how he came up with this and how they so, put the whole- So many jokes. And like, yeah. like my favorite joke this time around watching it was Basil Exposition, who is the, he's, <laughs> he's like the spy liaison guy. And he just does yeah. all the exposition, which is like such a clever joke. So funny that it's his name. I was explaining yeah. that to Libby this morning. I'm like, do you get that? She's like, well, I'm like, his she, name he's is just Basil explaining Exposition. the whole he, thing. Yeah. yeah he, he's putting you in this, in the world and he's getting, as you know, details. it's been three months. Since <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> it's great. But I also, I, know. I, I noticed in this film, a lot of it is physical comedy because like, you know, it is 2021. I am a multitasker. I'm a millennial i would like look at my phone for a second and i'd have to go back and rewind it because there's so many like visual comedic bits in this mm -hmm. so, details yeah yeah that um if you're not watching um yeah, it can closely yeah it's just so funny like with the uh like the some of the sex jokes with putting up like a sausage yeah for his like dong or like the melons yeah. for her boobs or like as, yeah he blows she blows like a balloon a yeah <laughs> that was a very interesting scene i had read previously that the way that they did that was there were a bunch of mirrors in front of the actors and so that's why you see so basically let's back up so there's two scenes in the film where we have that like comedy around physicality. Like Austin gets out of bed. He's clearly naked. Liz Hurley's character holds up a cup of tea. It just covers his private area. And then later on the same sort of thing happens where she gets out of bed and he holds up some melons and they cover her melons. Um, very funny. And very much as an audience, you're like, Oh, ooh, you know, yeah. is it, Oh, are we going to see something? You know? <laughs> um, but yes, I read that they used mirrors. So in the first scene, when Liz Hurley is looking, you kind of see her looking forward and she's clearly watching. Cause they obviously had to time it. Time it out. Yeah. Right. Waiting for him to move something so yeah. she could like stand up. Yeah, and in... exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, that's a great scene, but there's yeah. the physical comedy in all of this is so great. I mean, Mike Myers, the fact that he is able to play both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil, I did read something. So he was a part of, I think, second city, Mike Myers. Okay. And, uh, I read a thing that like he used to do, he was totally, uh, Michael Scott from the office. He would go to these comedy classes and he would do like a very, the, very much like the same character every time on stage. Like again, office is just top of mind. I love the office, but like <laughs> in the office, Michael Scott goes to these comedy classes and he always like pretends to pull a gun. So essentially, and they're always like, you have to, you can't do that. Essentially Mike was doing the same character, which turned out to be Austin Powers or Dr. Evil. It was like these two characters yeah. he had. So he was clearly like workshopping it at his brain and um and yeah it came out on the screen there it is there yeah. it is there's i did see that um he wanted jim carrey to play dr evil and jim carrey was interested but he was making liar liar at the time so uh -huh. he couldn't uh, play this yeah and so he would have been great it. and he also dr evil they um part of it was lauren michaels that they he was kind of like in doing some of the impersonation oh. um, with like some of his mannerisms and the pinky. And I read too um, that Dana Carvey, you know, uh, his co-star in Wayne's World. Yeah. That he they they didn't talk for a little bit because it was his um, like representation of Lauren Michaels. 
that oh. Mike Myers took. Yeah, yeah, oh. for Doctor Evil. So I was like, oh. oh, that no, that I used to do that. Yeah, and then you took that and ran with it to make it Doctor Evil. Oh it was boy, his impression. Yeah. Um, so it was just interesting, uh, you know, how he put it, put this all together. Mm. But I I think this character is hilarious. Um, Doctor Evil's hilarious, and the way they had to shoot it because they didn't like the um, the bald like makeup that he had to put on or whatever mm-hmm. um and so he they had to shoot the michael myers scenes and then he'd shave his head and then he'd do all the dark oh damn shaved head yeah and then so trying to do it for all three movies he's like it was super tricky because more movies they made he would play more characters too right in some of the other movies there were some amazing cameos in this film um will ferrell as the guy that's like you shot me he gets uh, mufasa like, mufasa yeah um just so many i'm trying to think who else i saw i, I it's too or many Must- mustafa sorry mustafa yeah. yeah yeah he's like you shot me you shot me in the arm i'm very badly burned. yeah no so <laughs> many great uh little actors popping up in here let me just pull up the mm-hmm. imdb you have uh, um yeah well obviously seth green was yeah. scott evil um, but you also had who was well, the guy? Paul uh, Tom Dylan. Arnold. Yeah, Tom Arnold is the, the cowboy. Uh, yeah. Patty O'Brien is, or sorry, Pat, Paul Dylan is the Irish guy. He was great. Uh, so <laughs> so many amazing ones. And then like also in the '60s when he was kind of like being groovy, he went to a party and you see like Andy Warhol and you see all these. Yeah, it's just it's mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. And Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher Carrie as Fisher the therapist. Was a, that was another therapist. one. Yes. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was so funny. Um, but yeah, it's a total, <laughs> it's a total spoof on on um 007. Like I was gonna bring up like sort of the lack of diversity and the fact that Will Ferrell's uh character name was Mufasa. It's kind of a bit, you know, uh, there were there was definitely an Asian character, <laughs> random task. That's the best name ever. Yeah. But <laughs> and and he was, but I think you know, this movie was kind of playing off the stereotype so he was like the random like asian assassin yeah but there but there wasn't there really wasn't you know the cast was very white um the main characters and i think if we were to make an austin powers now i mean what we saw with austin powers 3 spoiler alert beyonce plays the like the bond girl yeah so i think it is definitely like there were a couple of people of color like in the background but like you and i have always said if they don't really have lines it doesn't really count so Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot of yeah, minorities in this. But. And the representation of some cultures, I will say, like I, he, Mike Myers went on to do the love guru where he plays like a, an Indian mm-hmm. guru. And, you know, you could see him sort of dabbling in that here. He was definitely dressed as an as like a Indian person in this traditional. Um, so it's not super offensive to me in the context of this film, but I definitely like raised an eyebrow a little bit where I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel like we would do that differently now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see that. But yeah, like to your point, I, I think it's done pretty well where, I mean, for me, nothing really like jumped out like, oh, that's that age or that. Yeah. That was fucked up. I thought uh, like the pageantry was really cool. The opening scenes mm-hmm. and he's dancing on the street and uh, the costumes are amazing. Mm. Just that era in the, the 60s and uh, the whole the the whole film is just like such a colorful, fun, silly thing. And like to rewatch it now, I remember as a kid thinking it was like scream hilarious. You know, I remember mm-hmm. laughing. I also remember as a kid, a lot going over my head and my parents laughing pretty hard. So yeah. I definitely think this has like a Shrek vibe to it where like you could watch it with a kid and they would get like 
60%, maybe 50% yeah. of the jokes. And then the adults mm-hmm. would be like laughing about it to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the penis pump uh, yeah. scene was hilarious. That, this is what Mike Myers does, I swear. He takes a joke and he stretches it uncomfortably long. <laughs> yeah, the so penis, there's a penis pump scene. He gets out of cryo. <laughs> He goes to pick up his items and yes, it's, he's excited. He sees his blue suit. He sees his necklace. And then the guy's like one Swedish penis enlargement pump. He's like, that's not mine. And then it's like one receipt for Swedish. Enla- and then it's like, <laughs> it's uh, not mine, baby. One a, warranty card. Yeah. <laughs> Swedish penis pump. Yeah. My Swedish penis pump and me by Mike. By, uh, uh, know, he goes, he goes, no, oh, this thing ain't my kind of bag, baby. And he's yeah. like one book. Austin Powers, my sweetest penis pump. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. Yeah. Written by Austin. And he's like, fine, fine, fine. Just uh, I'm gonna sign the paperwork just to speed it along. Yeah. But he has yeah. like, and then the um, what is it? When that guy gets his the henchman gets his uh, head eaten by the bass. Yeah. That they're, they're ill-tempered. And he sits there, he's like, Well, they'll never be a head of a major corporation. Yeah. Not time for one to lose his head. And then she's yeah. Veronica's like, Okay, let's go. It just keeps going and going. I mean, I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that is improv because Mike Myers definitely seems like he did a lot of, you know, they said like 30, 40 percent of this was improv. Wow. The, shush, uh, the shush scene with him and Seth, Seth Green, I read was uh, all improv. You can kind of tell that's a little bit improv because some t- very occasionally you can see the quirk of a smile yeah, in, my, in Mike's face where he's about to crack, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, but I mean, how could you not? Like this movie was so silly. The sets were so fun and great. I feel like it would just be so fun. You know, of course yeah. he was having a good time. Yeah, that's what um, uh, one thing I read Elizabeth Hurley said. Um, she kept having to like chill out because she was going to crack a ton. So like they didn't make a lot of eye contact throughout uh, the movie because she said if, if she did like she was gonna lose it <laughs> yeah no i understand that i mean yeah. uh it's it's so funny to see them interacting because liz hurley plays very much like the straight character um mm. and just yeah i mean it's silly from top to bottom i mean it does make fun of james bond and actually i was just reading that Yes, part of the influence for this was a sketch Mike Myers did on Saturday Night Live in 1975. So clearly this was like he was working through these characters in his head. He did a sketch um, that was like James Bond's nemesis. So it's clear to me that he had this idea in his mind. But one of the best jokes is when he meets this like... So you know how in James Bond, there's always like the femme fatale and then there's like the love interest and the femme fatale is always like pussy galore or whatever. So in, in Austin yeah. Powers, it's a lot of vagina is her name, a lot of, a lot a lot of, of vagina. vagina, which is just quintessential <laughs> James Bond joke, you know, totally yeah, making sure. fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think this is like akin to like a scary movie you know how they did yeah, like sort of or a space rip balls. off yeah 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 see i was asking because to me it is taking um like uh inspiration from that but i think it's austin powers has become such its own thing that like when you re-watch it you realize how much he's making fun of james bond but when i think of austin powers i really think of it as like its own franchise it's, its own lane yeah yeah i mean they crushed crushed it with this movie i think it was like a 16 and a half million budget. They made like 59 million. But mm. then um, the second movie made like 300 or something. Like wow. That. All With all three movies, they made like over $650 million in the box. Office. Damn. I mean, yeah. it's it's also one of those things like maybe if someone dressed up like Spaceballs, I would kind of get it. But with Austin Powers, like I feel like that 
character is iconic now, right? Oh, for sure. When yeah, like Libby with- and I were watching it, um, she was saying this is a cool idea for a costume party. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, it would be fun party. to do a theme. Yeah. yeah. Okay, which brings me to one of the most iconic parts of this film, which is the fembots. Yeah. I absolutely love the fembots <laughs> in this. I think um, for all it's like sexual innuendo and like he's very like creepy at, in times when he just doesn't know what he's doing is wrong. I will say there were a lot of strong female characters in this. I know the fembots like they come out in this like fluffy lingerie, but I loved that they were like the evil AI. And then you've also got uh, hair. What's her name? The, the evil like right hand. Oh, uh, uh, Dr. Evil's Evil's right now. Yeah. um, Yeah. Frau Farbissena. Yeah. And then you've also got little (laughs) early character. So the Fembot is maybe one of my favorite things in this whole movie. And I was also thinking like, if we did like a costume party, that would be such a great character to have. Would would you go as a Fembot? I don't think I'm there in my fitness journey as yet, but it's a great idea if you got a group together. You know, it's very again, yeah, yeah. again, extremely iconic. Like something that they invented. Mm-hmm. If you go, if you you know if you saw someone in a crushed velvet suit with like a you know a male sign and like a frilly shirt and an orange wig, you would immediately know what what he's doing. Um, <laughs> and same with the Fembots too. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think they made Britney Spears a Fembot in one of these. Oh, they? Yeah. or was it like one of her videos well she definitely like took she yeah inspiration yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it was definitely um definitely interesting like cindy margolis was one of them i think and i think at some point she was like the most downloaded um like image really yeah at one point yeah oh no way so, i wonder i wonder yeah. if she was the main one um I think she was. Yeah, they they were just so great. And like mm-hmm. that scene is so awesome. And I uh, I feel like it's so iconic. And yeah, he almost gets in trouble because uh, Liz Hurley has already told Vanessa Kensington has already told him he has to be loyal to her. And then he gets caught in this room with all these like <laughs> exploded fembots. And he's like, it's uh. not what it looks like, baby. But, it's like yeah. it's cross motivation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mojo thing. I feel like they make more of it in the other movies, but mojo mm. in this is—it's funny. Like I don't know anyone that really uses that word mm. now. Like you wouldn't be like, "I got my mojo back." It's just less common, I think. Yeah, to say that. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny to hear like the British stuff because obviously Mike Myers is Canadian for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really tried to throw in a lot of those British things. I think it's towards the end <laughs> of the, the movie. He just says a bunch of like random English sayings like <laughs> jolly good and all this stuff. And it's, it's <laughs> great. Also, I loved how when they're showing that it's Britain, you see all these like schoolgirls dressed in like the British flag because that's totally how people dress in the UK, right? Like they're just, yeah. like, <laughs> you just run around in like these cute little it's school outfits. Dresses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this movie is great. I thought a lot of the all the actors were really good in it. Like you're talking about uh, Frau Mindy Sterling, Frau Farbissena. She mm-hmm. had a, a lot of funny scenes when she was talking about, you know, the kids and the lucky charms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like just their mannerisms. Yeah. And how they'll just be like deadpan for a second. Mm-hmm. Like when, when something happens. Like uh, <laughs> I like all the little things like um, Dr. Evil he'll like turn his chair and he'll start to like slide back. Yeah. He'll just sit in it and then he'll like start inch forward. Like that kind of silly, silliness like uh, geeks me out. No, the, and, and there's a ton of that in these movies. There's so much as well that has been like copied. Like there's the slow moving um, 
what's it called steamroller is that what it's called yeah yeah you know which i feel like so many people have taken from this and like made <laughs> fun of it there's when he so he drives this little like i don't even know what you call that thing like a little so oh, cart, cart. When he, like yeah, the like, seven point turn or whatever yeah he, he tries stuck. to do a seven yeah. point turn like that joke has been now like made you know so much it's just that's like the thing if somebody's messing up parking you're like you're oh you're doing an austin powers yeah exactly like people say that yeah 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 so, it's so funny thing. there's a um extra credit scene uh in i forget it was like the vhs version or whatever i couldn't find it on the hbo max one mm -hmm. but it goes into the guy that got rolled over by the steamroller he used to be on mad tv uh, i don't know if you remember him but it goes there's like a snippet in the credits of his life and they talk about his family and like his wife and how she was coping after <laughs> killed him yeah and, that's you know so funny because I, mean? like, I just almost like a documentary type of thing like the life of this henchman that was killed by mike Myers. i just saw her listed in the credits and i was like i don't remember that scene maybe it got cut but that is so funny so it's like yeah. after yeah after it oh my god <laughs> this movie is just so like i really think the attention to detail in this film like the sets were so lush the, the mm -hmm. costumes the jokes like even like watching it again i feel like i keep finding jokes that like i missed on the first couple of watches you know just yeah. like lines that really get you i have to say one of my favorite parts of this film is uh dr evil and his son scott go to um family therapy Counseling. and I yeah. had to pause it because even though I've seen this movie 15, 20 times, I still laugh. I have Dr. Evil's um, little speech here. If I can read a couple of sentences <laughs> yes, where he's like, the details of my life are inconsequential and it's Carrie Fisher. And she's like, Oh no, please, please. We don't need to hear about your childhood. And he stands up and he's like, well, very well, where do I begin? My father was a relentless self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. And that's just like, goes on. And like, he talks about like meat helmets and getting in a bell of sack and then meet with reach. Yeah, yeah yeah which is pretty standard and then it's like <laughs> you know he's talking about it at the age of 14 a zoroastrian named vilma ritualistically shaved my <laughs> testicles there's really is nothing <laughs> like a sean scrotum it's breathtaking I you, yeah. and then the therapist is like what, what, we really have to stop now wait what's the part when he's like that uh only a genius can lament in the insane it's in that speech he says my father would womanize. He would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would <laughs> sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. That sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. It's so, so silly. Invented the question Yeah, mark. but Mike Myers delivers it in this yeah. deadpan voice and it's so fucking oh funny God. one I take it yeah. yeah it's so good <laughs> i really do think that's a great monologue that someone should sure. do because it's For so sure. good but no i mean you know it, it, there's not really much to say about this actual film from the story it's such a very like abc sort of storyline where you have the guy he gets unfrozen he has to you know figure it out get the girl in the end he fights the bad guy um but it is interesting yeah to look back on it now and see like the internet wasn't really that big of a thing. Like some of the graphics were very nineties. Like, mm. you know, there's, they're watching the radar. He, I don't know, big boy. Is that like super American yeah, thing? Kind of. I mean, we didn't really have them in Wisconsin when I was growing up, but yeah. I remember like going on like a road trip and seeing one. Yeah. And he gets into a big boy. Like a, 
early on Denny's, I would say. Right. But yeah, so he gets it like Mike, my, or uh, Dr. Evil gets into this big boy sort of statue thing. And like, that's what he blasts off into. And then they see it on the radar and the radar is very like basic. And there were just some things like you could see that had kind of aged, like some of the technology, um, Mm -hmm. but still. But for like, would you think with everything that's in this movie that they made it for 16 million? No way. It seems like it was so much more expensive. Yeah, exactly. So they did a really good job with the budget that they had. Yeah, I wonder how... I mean, it's certainly obvious in the beginning that they've shot it on, like, one of the lots. You can kind of recognize that street. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean... Just the costumes alone and the makeup and the hair to make the period stuff look so good. Um, And all the different characters that were, like, you know... Nobody's wearing, like, street clothes except for, like, Scotty. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then obviously one of the major iconic things of this film is the cat, the hairless cat. I think that was the first time I had ever seen a hairless cat in a movie before. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And now it's iconic. Like if, <laughs> if someone has one of those cats, you think of Dr. Evil, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's the cat's name? Mr. Bigglesworth. Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes. Yeah. And he's bald because the technician. I'm freaking accidentally- freezing Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. <laughs> The reanimation process, Will Ferrell, he couldn't get it done. Yeah, yeah. That's why. He, that's why he put him on fire. That's why he got sent down to the pit. He's just got a button, a list of buttons, <laughs> and he wants to kill his son so bad, but the, the his right hand woman is like, "No, don't do it, don't do it." <laughs> um, that cat's real name is Ted Nude Gent. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and I think they, because Ted Nugent had a song called Cat Scratch Fever. Oh my God. See, so these are just, the little just... details that you're just like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Cindy Mar- Margolis was a pinup and in the early years of the web to be the most downloaded uh, woman on the internet. Yeah. And she played the main, the main fembot. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Um, I did read that Daniel Craig went on to say that Austin Powers had messed up the James Bond franchise so he obviously played james bond i don't think it yeah, did but when did he when did he start as a james oh james it would have been after pierce, yeah because pierce brosnan uh was did it previously he was a bond right before daniel craig right so uh, this yeah, thing, how does this mess this, it up well the thing that i'm reading too is that so the they went grittier with casino royale if you think about it if you think back to the casino royale bond film it is a little darker. Obviously, every Bond film has a different director and a different lead cast. So it's kind of like with Batman, you get in different interpretations, right? But um, I mean, this what I'm reading is that Daniel Craig, yeah, it was like they messed it up and they went darker probably to make it seem a bit less campy. Because if you do watch some of the, I'm thinking more the Sean Connery, James Bonds, mm-hmm. but they are very like, like I said, pussy galore and very like money, the pussy. Top, money pussy and he jumps yeah. into the car. And like in this, you had Austin Bowers doing Shaking backflips into the backflips into the car. <laughs> into, so. his ja- into his Jaguar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, this is a fun film and it's kind of a blast from the past. And I think, you know, there's nothing that's really too offensive. So that was good. I was worried that I was going to watch it with my critical eye and be like, yeah. what are we like, doing? Oh, what here? happened? Yeah, yeah. I still love this movie. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's still, I, I mean, it's, it's sad that he was like making a joke about the ozone layer and she's like, that already happened. Um, he's like, we're yeah, going to shoot yeah. a laser beam. You see the princess Diana thing. Um, yeah. in the, when they released in the UK, they cut that. 
<gasps> Did they? See? Cause, yeah, but because she just recently passed she away. Passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so like the joke before, I mean, it was just about the, jo- the, horse. the joke is basically like, oh, we're going to s- start a rumor that Prince Charles had an affair <laughs> outside of marriage and he'll have to divorce. And they're like, that just happened. That's they just happened. got divorced. Yeah. 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 She passed away a little, a little bit longer. Oh, that's bad timing. On yes, that definitely. Uh-huh. But no, I think mm-hmm. the film has an incredible amount of uh, fun facts. We've peppered a few in, kind of talked about them. But I think the fun facts are really kind of almost as interesting, if not more about than this film. So David, what do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, well, they uh, the band's name, like we talked about earlier, the Ming Tea, um, came from a fictional beverage company um, that was in like an obscure Italian movie, The Tenth Victim, and mm. it had a Bond girl. So um, they, it's kind of weird too, because one of the band members' um, husbands, Jay Roach, uh, directed this so oh. they had that connection as well and austin powers pretty much gave jay roach um you know this huge opportunity and th- he did all three movies and um they've discussed you know every time he does an interview is there ever going to be a fourth austin powers movie and he said they're open to it and every time him and mike myers get together they do talk about it but he's like he gave me my shot and trusted me to do all three of those movies and they're all big hits so he's like anytime he wants to make that fourth one he's like he's there Mm. so it's kind of interesting how they had this fake band and he had this michael myers or sorry austin powers character and then you through that you know one of your bandmates husband ends up directing it just kind of working in your circles and keeping it in the family yeah yeah, making things from your 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 life yeah. into something like this like with this was, i think it's pretty cool how no, it's it all great. panned out yeah when you start looking at it i think as and well then, uh, like people want to work with i was going to just say i think people love to work with their friends and family you know like i've seen mm-hmm. that up close you there's making a movie is hard so it doesn't surprise me at all that he wanted to work with people that he like knew and trusted that, that's yeah. all i want to say and jay roach went on to direct a bunch of other things right i believe so i'm, yeah. I'm not Super too familiar sure. with his work no, no, I'm not besides Austin Powers. But Okay, well, let me look him up because I feel like you're about to say something really fun. This was the first time Elizabeth Hurley was a lead in oh, a movie I read. Um, mm-hmm. She was just, she was dating like Hugh Grant. Yeah, like that. that was a well, whole, he was, they were was like the model. 90s super couple, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she, she was a model. So, but then she showed that she could be a, a lead and carry a movie like this, which she, she crushed in this movie and then um hbo also made a deal for a 13 episode cartoon series for austin powers um but yeah it didn't uh they didn't end up going with that we are so silly jay roach has directed so many things i feel like meet the parents which is a great film meet the fuckers Mm -hmm. and trumbo in 2015 um bombshell I think he directed it. Yeah, yeah. That was a great film. Dinner um, for Schmucks. Yep. We should do that one. Yeah. The campaign. So he's done a ton of stuff. So it's sorry, yeah. Jay. We we were silly. We didn't uh, know it off the top of our heads, but we knew that you were super successful. And it looks like he produced a bunch of stuff as mm, well. Mm-hmm. So there's some uh, really good movies that he produced. He did Bruno, 
Um, he did Blown Away, which that movie is wild. Yeah, he seems to work with Sasha Baron Cohen and he's worked with Austin Powell or uh, sorry, Mike Myers Mike a lot. Myers, yeah. So that's a good uh, good indication that he likes working with the same comedy people over and over mm-hmm. again. We like to see that. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That was a good flick. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's I mean, been working. He's and he's I think his movies are great. Like everything we listed, I like enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. But so interesting that Liz Hurley really hadn't been like a main character before as well. So it was kind of like uh, lots of people having a turn, having a go. I'm having, having a, go. a go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome to be in something that was this successful. Totally. Yeah. Um, so if you had to shout somebody out or do you have mm-hmm. more? No, you oh. don't have. You're good. Yeah. We did a lot mm-hmm. of, did you know, behind the scenes type <laughs> stories. If you had to shout somebody out, who would you pick? So I'm going with, uh, I believe her name is Tangi Crawford. Okay. Um, and Tangi? she, Tangi worked on this as a costume supervisor. Nice. So I just think all the costumes and what they did with this was amazing, but she's done a ton of stuff. She was, uh, she worked on Mars Attacks, which is the latest oh my movie. God. All the, um, the Austin Powers. She did Watchmen, um, Walk the Line. So she's Jam Silent Bob Strike Back. So she's been doing her thing for a, for a minute. And, Amazing. Uh, so yeah, Tangie Crawford, we see we, we see appreciate you. We appreciate you. you. Well um, done. Well, I was gonna say Cindy Margolis, and I'm gonna stick with it because she was the lead fembot. Um, when I was watching this film, I was like, she's got such an iconic look, such an iconic uh, part of this film. Uh, and I just think, you know, she doesn't say too much, but she's so great. And that's so funny that you knew that she had been like one of the most downloaded pictures, um, on the internet. So <laughs> that I read, that I you read, no, no, no. I mean, it was all David. He did 20,000. <laughs> I was the one that downloaded yeah. This yeah. Con- every day. You would get up and download the photo five times. <laughs> so his love for her. No, but Cindy, we see you and we appreciate you. See you and we appreciate And everyone in the set design department too. Let's just do a major shout out for them because the sets yeah. in this were awesome. It's really cool. Really yeah. cool. But you have like a 60s theme bar. Like yeah. That. That'd be fun. like a pop up, you know, where it's like open for like three months or something like that. Or, I mean, we should just have a party, Someone like you said, an Austin Power party and see. Yeah, we should do a people. theme. Yeah. See what yeah. there's so many things to dress up. You could dress up as the girl that gets, he gets punches her in the face in the beginning because he's like, that's not a waitress, that's a man. Wearing <laughs> that like really iconic dress. It's, P- it's yeah. Piet. I know the artist that that's inspired by Piet Mondrian because I actually did an art project in grade 12 uh, about that. And I noticed right away it was very, he was very big in like the mod squad. She had like, I don't know if you remember it, but she was wearing a dress that has like blocks of color on it. That was uh, Piet yeah. Mondrian, very big in the 60s because okay. people in the 60s were like, I love a bright color in a random space, you know? can paint yeah there's a there's a scene out there the edits or sorry the credits started too with uh austin powers um taking shots of vanessa and there's a ton of um outfits that she wears that are really cool mm, very 60s. so yeah and then you could pick you could pick the other two movies if you did a theme party for austin powers True. too so you got three movies you can choose from i know we'll have to talk about the next ones uh later down the track because you know there are some iconic mm-hmm. characters like fat bastard and um yeah just, and then of course you've got like mini me which yeah. could, could be interesting to discuss if it's problematic yeah. but this movie itself for me did not age like milk i'm gonna say it okay i think, okay. I think it's still pretty fresh even though i think there were some things that were like yeah on the like 
the the sexual stuff like it could if it was like a fraction more it could have been like a bit yeah. rapey and a bit creepy Tilt the scale a little bit yeah but they kind of did it in a silly way so i'm i'm a, mm. I'm, a, I'm on it i would drink this milk yeah for sure i i'm same same i would definitely drink this milk i think this movie is hilarious still geek out at it and i still uh quote this a ton in my everyday life if people bring up something and then you just start going off on tangents on different quotes from this movie so yeah i think they did our, they crushed this and yeah i i've always loved mike myers and even some of those like really silly movies the much one you're talking about the um like the love guru love guru yeah and there's like there's just funny parts about that even though overall that movie wasn't that good i just think mike myers knows what he's doing and it's uh so detailed and like the like i said the pageantry this movie opens up and you just you feel good when he's just running down the street and people are chasing him and it's yeah uh, very silly. well done well done mm-hmm. everyone involved um but yeah there really is nothing like a sean scrotum it's breathtaking i suggest you try it and i suggest <laughs> you try this film if you haven't lately uh david i super appreciate you congrats on hitting 40 appreciate episodes you. we're now into our 40s which is awesome these this podcast mm-hmm. is podcast is older in episodes than either of us which is amazing yeah Um, and i'm excited to keep talking movies with you so guys thanks for listening yeah and don't forget you can email us at age like milk podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter instagram and find us across all platforms and tell all your friends because we want to have more ears exactly and give us give us movie ideas what do the people want we're probably not going to take it into consideration Uh, we're probably still going to do what we want yeah yeah Yeah. but we do be interesting It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. You should yeah. check. Thank your, you. Check your fridge, sir. And, and you should make sure it's not spoiled, especially because it's warm out. Yeah, yeah, it is very warm out. Gross milk is gross. That's our show. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next Bye, time. Everybody. Bye, everybody.